welcome to Thinking Aloud. On Thinking Aloud, we simply just think aloud. Join Ifoma Idigbe, Henry Bassi, and Derek Ibinedion as they think aloud on a variety of topics. Today's episode is titled Parenting. This is um, Thinking Aloud, and um, we're talking about parenting. Now, parenting is one of the most important subjects that could ever be discussed. Um, it has a really critical role in how we all turn out as human beings. Um, it's also a, a subject that has different colorations, but with where we will be taking this to, the whole idea is to really end up in us having um, what the real values should be around parenting, proper parenting, because the end goal is always the result, how the children do. Um, and, and that's really what the mark is. The thing I find with parenting is that you can't tell how successful you've been till the product is all grown up and yeah. left the house. In fact, you might have signals along the way, but um, generally speaking, the end product it's already too late to do anything about it. And that's why I totally agree with you when you say that um, parenting is one of the most important things because who the people in the world are, how communities are built, how we behave, everything we do has its foundation on parenting and the people that we fundamentally are. But you can't bring out what a child is without raising consciously, deliberately raising that child. Um, the problems, all of us complain, complain about the way people behave th these days and very often trace it to parenting. But I don't think we understand how critical it is because it is what we see our parents do, not what they tell us that we will do. It's not do what I tell you. And the parenting style is often do it because I said so. And then the way we teach as well, school is very important as well as we are passing values. So, um, so parenting from the parents and parenting from school, because you can't deny that a child spends most of his or her time in school. And so you cannot separate the two in that way. They may get their good values at home, but if the values in school don't work, all that good work you do at home comes to naught. So those two things combined the parenting that parents give, which is the first thing a child is born in the house. The child goes to school, it continues there. For me, school is socializing. It's to test the values your parents have given you, how it works with other people. What are the other values that you're mixing with? Because you know parents remove their children from school if they don't feel that those values conform to what it is that they're trying to raise their children to be. You made a very key point there, which is one of the, with parents and you don't know what they, you don't know if you're successful until you see the end product. And I think that's why parenting is one of the most difficult jobs because yes. you do not know when, whether you're getting it right Absolutely. until say 30 years later. <laughs> that's the only way you will know. And every step of the way, you never know what will break a child. Yes. You know, like you can let your child talk all day. The yes. moment you say, keep quiet, the child feels, okay, maybe my opinions or my voice is not that important. Mm -hmm. And that changes 
their entire being. Absolutely. So this is the most difficult part of parenting. So the thing I, I want to talk about in terms of parenting is modern parenting. And I feel modern parenting, they navigate the world, they navigate parenting as if there's a formula. You know, as if this is the way, because we, you know, a lot of people are more educated now than in the past. So they feel like, okay, since I'm more educated now, this is the formula to use to raise my child. Like I'm going to give my child all these extracurricular activities. Like as soon as possible, I'm going to enroll them in karate and I'm going to enroll them in this. And I'm going to keep them busy. No, not just to keep them busy to like, um, kids today, as early as what three, they are learning a new language. It's so, like, they feel like there's this formula that you can use to to develop a child to a certain standard in future, but it doesn't work like that. So it's interesting because I think one of the big four firms um, recently, or maybe about a year ago, I saw somewhere where they said they don't really pay attention to your degree anymore when you're being hired. And I have a friend who um, got a job with Google um, when they first came to Nigeria. And he said that after they had gone through through the whole academic exercise, um, he was competing with someone and he was neck to neck. And the additional skills that gave him the job was because he could play three instruments. And so you begin to then realize that Um, it's really all about being a balanced person and being balanced is what will even make you um, have a lot more impact on earth and and even in terms of the relationships you have with people but how do you learn what you didn't see since children primarily learn from what they see than what they're told Um, I, I think the ability for parents to even highlight to the kids Um, I am not doing this well. You will need to get more skilled in this area and maybe point them in the direction of where they could even get that sort of help could be interesting. Because historically, I mean, just from this part of of the world, um, what your parents said was law and um, they were literally the ones that were your role model. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that ties into what I said earlier because yeah. right now modern parents feel they have to be friends with their kids mm. like they just feel like that's the best way to parent but it's a fine balance between um, being friends with your kid and you know being seen as the role model the authority figure and all that because yeah. if your children don't look at you as an authority figure then there's no way they can learn from you but I think that the mistake a lot of parents make is that they have one parenting style for all children, one, and one parenting style for all ages. Mm. There's a time when your parent is not your friend. Yeah. Your parent is a parent and tells you what to do and instills certain values in you and teaches you how to behave. But there's a time as you get older and you're in your teenage years, if you pay attention, your children begin to insist on having their opinions heard. When you shut them down, which a lot of Nigerian parents do, whether at home and the teachers also shut them down in school, it has an effect on their ability to use their initiative and on their willingness to use their initiative and on their willingness to talk to you when they have issues. It therefore means that at those times, you will listen to what they have to say, but you will make sure that your way is best 
you say, yeah, I've heard you. I think that that's a really good idea. But at this point in time, let's do this. But as they get even older, therefore, you need to transit from being just a parent to being a parent and a half friend, and then eventually a parent and a friend. You can't, you, you see, your children need to become your friends when they're adults. Mm -hmm. My sons are in their thirties. I can't be doing parenting like that. <laughs> it has to be that we engage as adults. And a lot of parents have realized, especially African parents and maybe Asian parents, don't recognize those things. And so they lose their children. They have well-behaved children at home who outside are different. And so when they hear about their children, they say, no, that's not the, it's not my child. It is your child. And because you weren't paying attention, this is what that child truly is because I have seen it. And so it means that parenting has to accommodate that, the facts that a child is different from you. Khalil Gibran, a Lebanese poet, long time ago, wrote this poem on children. And he said this, and I always remember it because I read it when my children were still young and it helped me to sort of keep an open mind. Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And that the archer sees, the, you know, he, 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 he talks about, about God being the archer and sending the arrow far. And you are the bows from which the archer sends the arrow far. And so you yourself have to be willing to let the archer pull the string and let your children, the arrows go. And that your children don't live in the world of yesterday. That, that world is past. So what we should be doing as parents is to raise our children to be able to think, to be able to live on their own, to be independent and to be strong in their independence and to be able to say no when they need to say no. And that is a whole different thing. That's what makes parenting so difficult because you cannot anticipate the circumstances your child will meet. You can only train them from the circumstances they see in your life, which means that we should not hide things from our children when they get to a certain age. You've been listening to Thinking Aloud with Ifoma Idibe, Henry Bassi, and Derek Ibinedian. There is still so much more ahead. Stay with us. Profound words and um, three things were playing in my head. One, trust. The ability to have a relationship where you, parent and child, trust each other mm -hmm. through their entire life. Mm -hmm. uh, another word that came to me was being present in their life. Absolutely. In those changes mm -hmm. from when they were kids to when they're teens to when they're adults, being present in their life. Um, and then uh, another thing is helping them develop to their highest potential. You know, just recognizing that every child is different. Yes. And so paying attention to this particular child and understanding their strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and helping them be all they could be, mm -hmm. which is why I like the analogy of the arrow and the bow and how far they can go, so that they are all in their own rights developed to be able to face the real world. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, there's some challenges that some parents have never encountered that they might not be able to help their kids overcome, 
But the honesty to be able to point them in the right direction, I think, is also uh, critical. Yeah, but you see, the challenges that we face, our parents didn't face some of them, but we're, we're, we're getting on with it. Mm. Because if you're brought up to be able to stand up and face whatever it is and get mm. on with it, it's to get mm. on with it. Mm. Mm. You mentioned something very interesting, like parents are supposed to help you <coughs> prepare, basically um, prepare for the, you know, be the best version Just of yourself. Just equip you with but all that has can. also mm. brought in line. There's a new term called um, bulldozer parents, and that's parents that remove all obstacles from their children's way. So now children grow up without facing any of these obstacles. Mm. It's like the <clears throat> college admission scandal that happened yeah. in the US. Yeah. So whatever you need to do to get your child ahead in life, you do. So your child doesn't have to go through the challenges that that um, help formulate him like uh, or her. Form their character. Form their character. So, and I think the, in the past it was called helicopter parents. It's still heli yes, helicopter so parents. You're hovering over yeah, them all the time. All the time. And so these are the, the new terms and the new style of parenting and all that. So like enrolling your child in say french school at the age of three is to give that child an advantage in life so right now we we're doing whatever we can to give our children an advantage i think it's just normal for human beings who want their children to do better mm. but it's also come with a lot of negativity because there's something um a lot of employers now are saying that these younger generation they find it difficult to cope with challenges. That's why they need things like safe space and all sorts of things. So if you criticize a younger person now, they might break down or they might sue you. Okay, what I would like to add is, given the fact that nobody will affect the lives of a child more than the parents would, why don't we take choosing our partners seriously? Like, why is it still based on frivolous things like um, body parts? Is she cute? Does he have this? Does he have that? So, because if we did if we did take it seriously, because we know that parenting is a building block of a found, of a society, then we'll have better results in some of these um, outcomes. So let me swing really far out and let's look at uh, Harry and Meghan. Okay. And just look at where they're both coming from. Okay. You know? And if there's anything we know about Harry and his upbringing and he lost his mom pretty young and all that. And, and, and Megan um, coming from this one, also, also different kind of background. You know, choosing your spouse is critical and really fundamental. Um, the whole issue now around Megan making Harry decide that he's completely going to leave the entire royal family whole shebang and just, you know, try and live like a normal person is where um, I think that every decision, especially decisions around choosing your spouse, need to be intentional. And when I think about um, arranged marriages and frown at how sometimes it's forced, um, uh, regardless of how the actual uh, uh, actors feel. Um, I, I think that it's extremely important for one to look down your, you know, girlfriend before you get married. Just look down a family line. 
But then the question is, having done all that looking, is that a guarantee that when you guys eventually get married, things will work out? I'm going to take two of the things that you've said. First of all, Harry and Meghan. Harry happens to be my favorite um, of all the royal family members, apart from the Queen. And then I happen to like Meghan a lot as an independent woman who is not afraid. But I don't think that she's the one who is making Harry do anything. Harry has always been a maverick. Mm. I also think he understands properly that he's a spare. There's the heir and yeah. the spare. Yeah. He understands that very clearly. And because he's always done things, he did two tours of duty in Afghanistan. He didn't have to. He set up um, uh, the, 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 the games. He set up, he has a charity. So he's always done things outside of the firm, so to speak. And so marrying a woman like Meghan simply gives him permission to fully be who he wants to be and the two of them to be it. And they haven't said, he's never said he doesn't want to be a part of the royal family, but he's thinking. His father wants a slimmed down core family. What is the implication for his income tomorrow? He's had, he has his mother's money, yes. But making money, you have, you have a certain lifestyle, you want to continue it. How do I do that effectively? He has to think of that. And because he's been bold enough to say this, they're thinking about it for William's children now. So I don't think, I just think that he's lucky to have an independent woman who has given him permission to take steps he might not have been able to take on his own. And his mother was also an independent woman. Now to go to the question of choosing a spouse, you can, you can, you can choose, you, whatever your reason for choosing your spouse, you can do all the best things and the spouse is not a good parent because parenting has nothing to do with figure. You can have a beautiful figure exactly. and be an excellent parent. You can be a beautiful woman, good-looking man, and be excellent parents with a strong value system. And you can appear to do all the right things, but you know those things theoretically, but you can't connect with your child. And at the end of the day, I think the ability to raise a good child depends on your ability to connect with your child. You use the word trust when we started talking. Mm. And engendering trust is an action that we don't know how it happens but it happens because your child sees integrity in what you do and you can't describe that integrity it is that you say to the child you can't do this and the child doesn't see you doing it and you say something to someone and the child sees you following through and you say you must be punctual and the child sees you not going late. And so they absorb these things and those things tell them they can trust your word. So I think that all these things that in terms of choosing a spouse, they're all important, but it's difficult to know who will be a good parent. Yeah. You can only go on value systems. You choose a spouse who has value systems that mm. you admire and that are similar to yours. Value systems that you can place in your child will help them survive in a difficult world and if you've got that and sometimes you may not be a good husband or wife but you raise wonderful children yeah. <laughs> how does that happen? i don't know how it happens the, the reason i brought it up in the first place was um growing up you used to hear things like um this person will make a good mother you know like but they chose it not because not out of love, but just out of, um, it was a smart thing to do. That's how I saw it. But they did it in a way that 
would enable them continue whatever lifestyle they wanted to do. So if he, if the man wanted to always go out to drink, mm. he would make sure he married someone that he knew would take care of. So he was very intentional of the man he... It doesn't mean that that was who he liked. Yes. It was just very intentional yeah, I know of what you're saying. the parenting of that person, the parenting capability of that person. Like even if he, knew, if he wasn't available, he knew that that partner he chose would be able to handle the home and the kids and everything like that. But now we don't do that. But that's, in a prob- that's a problem itself. No, I know that's a problem itself. I'm just saying that in the dating world, it should be more encouraged for people to be more intentional about the parenting of their child, of their children. Thinking Aloud is a production of Boys to Men Foundation. Join us again next time. Thank you for listening.